0: or fiction, truth or fairy tale, we all have a story to tell. Welcome to the Storyteller Station, dedicated to sharing stories for all who love to hear them and talking about the craft of creating stories for those who love to write them. I'm Sarah Fenland Falk, author of two nonfiction works and the upcoming Sage Cheval series. to the Storyteller Station. So glad to have you here. I just wanted to explain a little bit more today about why I'm doing this podcast and I know I explained a little bit about that in the intro but I just really wanted to share with you more of my um, thoughts and, and desires as far as sharing stories and just wanting to encourage you to share yours so initially, I thought I would start a podcast and and just read my read my book, finding myself facing cancer, and um, kind of take that as a not a shortcut, but another way to share it because I am working to produce that in audiobook and to offer that later this year. However, I have always wanted to have a podcast, and I wanted to start a discussion for people who are just starting to write and who maybe have some things but don't know what to do with it. Or maybe the idea of independently publishing is a bit daunting. So I just I just thought this might be a nice platform for encouraging others. But as far as today, I would like to return to more of my story the cancer story that I experienced when I was diagnosed February 11th 2015 and and just going forward because as so many know breast cancer it in any type of cancer honestly you go through the treatment you do what you're supposed to do and once you're healthier and stronger and done with treatment, the general consensus in society and with family and friends is that you should just move on, get on with your life, or to be elated that you are a survivor. And so while one is elated at that time to be a survivor, there are also, not repercussions, but there are also kind of residual effects of the cancer experience, the cancer treatment that lingers. And so just to acknowledge that and to continue to share these stories, because even going forward and even saying that I'm celebrating four years since my diagnosis, which is fantastic, um, but also to continue to share the struggles and to just be real and to be honest about those things so that is why I just I wanted to share that experience but I didn't want to limit it to the non my non-fiction or yeah my non-fiction um story because this is not fiction <laughs> and sometimes truth is stranger than fiction so wait till wait till you hear more stories but Um, I also wanted to have a space to share fiction work because I have friends who are authors in the um, fiction arena, and I'm beginning to work on producing and publishing my middle grade fantasy series, the Sage Cheval series. So all of those things are coming up, and again, I wanted to open up the space to be able to share that but also to kind of introduce you anyone who listens to introduce you to these other authors that I know who are also independently published and are just really making a business out of their out of their writing through their writing and um I just think it's great and it's so fun to hear other people's stories I I love to read fiction myself. I read both nonfiction and fiction. So it's just really fun to get to read other people's work and hear about their process and all of those things. So I'd like to share that here as well. So there's a lot coming up, but for today, I'd like to share another story with you and what's Interesting about this story is this is the never-ending story because this is a lesson that I need to learn Over and over and over again, and maybe you will find that you relate very much to this as well. So without further ado another portion from finding myself facing cancer March 8th 2015 learning to regard my body as more than a vehicle I tell my husband, Pete, quite often, that he's a hard worker, and he is. I want him to know through my words that I recognize this and appreciate this about him. He's a very driven and focused individual, and the proof of his efforts are in his work. It's something I not only appreciate but also really admire about him. I've been sick for over four days Until yesterday, Saturday, I hadn't moved much from my bed since Tuesday morning. Once I was able to move again, I really moved. After wiping off the dining room table and sweeping the kitchen floor, I thought to myself, wow, you're a hard worker. I do believe this is the first time in perhaps forever that I've allowed myself that compliment. While I accepted this compliment at the moment my inner self spoke it, I have been reflecting on it since. It has caused me to realize, or perhaps I knew it already, but am now ready to fully admit that I am not good at caring for myself. I am indeed a hard worker, but what I'm now fully aware of is that I don't know when to shut it off. I may have admitted the lack of self-care before, However, I am now prepared to take steps towards changing it. I love the memes on Facebook that say things like, Men, if you want to know how women think, imagine 1,254 browser pages open all at once, all the time. I also like the I'm going to bed list for men and women. Men, go to bed. Women, wipe down the kitchen, tuck the kids in again, feed the dog, check the thermostat, check the door locks, throw in a load of laundry, clean the bathroom sink, clean the nightstand, go to bed. After reading some of these things, I confessed, that is totally me. And it's supremely difficult for me to shut off. It's easy to be critical of the workaholic who is away from home more often than not. What about the workaholic who's home but constantly doing something? This I would justify by saying, it needs to be done, or I want to do it so Pete doesn't have to after a long day at work, or on my weaker days, if I don't do it, who will? It just so happens a seed of self-care was planted as I sat in session with one of my clients several weeks ago. I was leading him in a relaxation exercise and closed with a meditation. He deals with chronic pain, so I wanted to share a positive thought on the body. From Julia Cameron's book, Blessings, I read the following. My body is more than just a vehicle that carries me through life. My body is a storehouse for my memories, a sensitive radar kit which warns me of danger, a wise teacher who signals me how best to care for my spirit. When I take seriously the guidance it offers, I make decisions which honor me in a holistic way. Practicing self-care is something my husband and my mother, especially, try to stress with me. My friend Cindy also gives me kind lectures on the importance of this practice. I was listening but not hearing what they were saying. After receiving the news I did last month, another cancer diagnosis, and being sick for what seems like the fifth time since winter began, I realized it was finally time to listen, to take it seriously. The quote above returned to my mind. At the end of one short day of being able to keep food in me after days without, I was running my body like a machine, a vehicle, and I was not being kind. In my mind, I was full speed ahead, getting it done, As I considered this later, I reminded myself that there would always be something that needs to get done. It's in those full throttle moments that I must recognize it's more important to sit down with my sons and read a book instead of straightening the bookshelf. Over the past few months, I've been making efforts to delegate more of the housework practicing what I preach to my clients when we talk about family plans that include children's chores. Our boys, while young, are very helpful and very eager to be given tasks when there's work to be done. I know it's important to involve them now so that we will continue to work together as a family over the years. This is an act of teaching, togetherness, and caring for myself. My body is more than a vehicle. It's a storehouse of memories, a library of wisdom, a partner through the most rewarding and tragic events of my time. The meditation goes on to say, I bless my body for its patient endurance, its mercurial intuition, and its persistence in speaking to me even when I slough aside the guidance it bears. My body is the most loyal of friends. I bless my body for its loyal companionship And commit to regarding it with tender care. I do so commit. I talk to my clients about being kind through the way they talk to themselves, but I think a very important piece is also the way we treat our physical self. While it's been easy for me to coach others in that direction of self-care, it hasn't been something I've practiced on a consistent basis. I bless my body for its patience and do commit to regarding it with tender care. Thanks for joining me again on the Storyteller Station. I look forward to sharing more time with you on our next episode. Until then, if you'd like to connect with me, you can find me on Facebook at Sarah Fenlon, F-E-N-L-O-N, Falk, F-A-L-K, And on my website, com. Thanks so much for listening, and I look forward to catching up with you next time.